Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. No Stephen this week, um, but I'm delighted to say that myself, Gareth Barker, I always forget to introduce myself on the pods. Um, so, you know, because I'm, I am an irrelevant as a human being, um, and I've just done it loads. So those two things dovetail quite nicely. But uh, I am joined by a couple of Wise Men Say regulars in the form of um, Richard Easterbrook. Good evening, you're right. I am indeed, and Chris Weatherspoon is here Hello. as well. What a treat. Ah, same old, isn't it? Same old, same old. What can you say? Sure you could hear me there. No, I can't hear yeah, weird, isn't it, when you can't hear yourself talk, but, like, yeah, it's definitely working. Annoying, isn't it? Um, yeah, there's no the monitoring distance. with these things. You've just got to, like, you know, it sounds like you're talking inside your own head. That yeah. makes sense. But, you know, nobody cares about that. What people do care about is the fact that Sunderland um, failed to win the second time in nine games, still undefeated, though, in that spell, um, in a 1-1 draw with promotion, hopefuls and competitors, Lincoln City. Um, obviously, I know the lads covered it off on Saturday in the reaction. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, there's more sensible ground to go over, even though the reaction was pretty sensible as well, to be fair. But I do dispute a couple of the points on there. Oh, good. But I need, just need to remember what they were. Um, is this your opportunity to settle some scores? Yeah, yeah some serious <laughs> score settling, yeah. It's an overhang from Wembley. I enjoyed doing some score settling after that. Um, so it's it's rolling on now, even to people that I like. So <laughs> sorry, Matt and Rory, if you're listening. Um, but it, yeah... It, I mean, you go, Chris. First, your initial thoughts on what we saw the weekend. Um, I thought I thought it was a good good point, all told. I know. Um, I think Ooh. some people were a bit disappointed. In that. It, it's it's a bit like one of them, really. In a way, we've kind of been spoiled in recent weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I think. Um, see that. I, I think maybe say that result and performance had been in say the middle of January, you would have been a bit like our oh, same old, like we're kind of, um, we'll, we're not really pulling any trees up and that. but the, the, the form has been so good lately that, um, I, th- I think it's one that we all, we all knew we weren't going to win every game till the end of the season. And I, d- I don't think it was, I don't think it was a bad result. I think really it was very similar to the, um, to the Papa John's semi-final, I thought. I, th- I thought Lincoln looked good. I thought. I thought Lincoln, despite. I think we, we potentially have like a false sense of what they're like because we beat them four 0 down there. But as we've mentioned multiple times on here, that it wasn't like we battered them all all day long. They they could have been two up inside the first fifteen minutes on the break. So they're a decent side. I thought. I thought we looked a bit tired, especially um, as the game wore on, and I was quite glad to get to the end of it and. Still have a point. Burge made a really good save in the second half. Um, but yeah, I thought. I think. Put it this way, I'm. I'm I think it's. I think it's a. It's a decent point, especially now we have a, a week off to kind of rest and recuperate and get a few people back. And mm-hmm. I know some people potentially looking gone. Well, the teams above us dropped points, and it was a great opportunity to make up ground on them. But let's let's be fair here. I think our result. On Saturday, we should be a lot happier with our result on Saturday than um, than Peter Rowan Hull. I agree. Richard, 
Is that it? Just agree? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Move on. Oh, Chris, agree, move and on. I'll, and, I'll, and I'll co-sign it. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, what, what Chris says about looking tired, I think there's a lot in that. We looked leggy. It's always a word you can use in this in this respect. Um, and it was telling quite a lot of the, the players afterwards um, when they did the kind of the social media stuff. They all said, let's use this week now to, to you know, the rest of the legs with the exception of Conor McLaughlin, who's off on uh, on his jaunt around the world, but I think it's a good opportunity for us to get on the training ground, do a little bit of whatever strength and conditioning or rest and recuperation that they do, uh, yoga, Pilates, uh, whatever you know, stretches, Tai Chi, Tai Chi, Haikus, all that. <laughs> you know, any opportunity <laughs> that they can take just to just to get some get some uh, percentage back on the battery, because um, we did look it looked. Like a game too far on Saturday, if that makes sense. Did you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I think. So. I think like, yeah, especially. I think we looked. Sorry, Chris. That's, I, I was gonna, just going to agree. I, I think, especially second half. I thought half, um, yeah. we looked. Uh, they kind of had a. The, the game became very open, and um, and I think that suited them more than it more than it suited us. I think. Um, we the thing is we we've had like a lot of games, but we've also had like a lot of what you would call kind of big games, like kind of pressure games. Like, I know, like, like okay, we were playing a team in the league below, but we, we had a cup final at Wembley, and then, you know, we played played down at Accrington on that pitch, which was isn't exactly conducive to keeping loads of energy in your legs. And we, we had Portsmouth, which was a big game. And, and I think, like, I, I think to be, to be fair as well, I, I don't think it was one of those where, um, where you felt like we got away with one. On, on Saturday, I think it was two pretty evenly matched teams, yeah. and um, considering, I think considering we've we've played about what probably about a fifth of our season without a proper defence, um, I think we've actually done really well. And I know I, I know an iron gets he gets turned for that for the goal, um, but in a way, it's testament to him that that's kind of the first. I know, I know when we had Portsmouth earlier in the season, he didn't exactly have a great game at centre half, but it's kind of testament to the fact of how well he's been playing. That that the moments when he does get shown up a little bit in the position are quite are notable. Um, and yeah, no, but I, I would agree, with Richard. I, I thought we looked tight. I, I just as well because you mentioned Conor McLaughlin, I, I actually thought that was especially the first half. I think that could have been his best game for us. I thought it was excellent. Um, which is which is a re- really big positive because, as as I've just said, we are like struggling for numbers defensively, and that's so for him to play as well as he as he did in my opinion, I think that's a big positive. Um, we'll come back to all nine in a bit because um, I, I think that you've triggered my memory. To be fair, the lads did caveat it on the on the reaction, um, but I mean on the on the point that you you're saying there about. Was looking tired or leggy. I was kind of thinking afterwards about the game we played against Doncaster uh, around a similar time last year, and we drew nil nil. And we never like it was an opportunity to like really push on, and we just didn't look like we'd ever score in that game. And I remember after that game being like incredibly frustrated and thinking was like, a, was that a Friday night? I think it was on a, it might have been a Friday night, yeah. And we had like yeah, about that. two chances in the game. Um yeah. and we just looked well, we, we just looked like we, we weren't capable of breaking them down. And I just remember thinking after that, 
you know, it's frustrating. You know, we, we haven't, we're not playing well enough, often enough in games where what was sort of nice about the weekend was fair enough. We, we probably were a little tired, but I wouldn't say that was a detriment to the performance level in that we could have, we could have quite easily won that game. And if we'd won it, I don't think afterwards would have been saying, Oh, we're lucky to, to win that game. No. I think it could, and Lincoln. I think I think Lincoln could say the same. Going the other way, they could say if they won that game, you wouldn't say they were on. You know, any either side. Well, Sunderland were unfortunate, and Lincoln were lucky. I think. I think if you won that game, you earned it. Um, and yeah, they did have a couple of better chances in the second half, and they got a bit stretched. And they've got some good forwards. You know, some you know difficultly sort of keep a lid on for the full game. I thought their goal was. You know, talk about one nine getting tight or whatever. Fair enough, but you know, you see defenders, established defenders, up and down the country, and that was one of the points. Really, it's like, well, and people are like, look at that, and it, it's like, oh well, that's why one nine shouldn't play centre half or whatever. Now, I'd rather he wasn't playing there personally because I think, you know, he offers more elsewhere. But I don't think it's like a a fair stick to beat him with because. Mm. We've seen established centre halves get too tight and turned oh, at yeah. all levels of the game, and like you mentioned, Chris, it's hardly like he's it's a it's a next another in a long line of errors that Luke O'Nine's made. It was so obvious because he had, he's hardly put a foot wrong in the last yeah. month. So yeah. it's it's also a really well taken goal. Oh, it was a great finish. Really Aside from like the, like it's a great touch and it's a great yeah. finish. So it's he had like a lot say, to do. I mean, he had a lot of do from, yeah, from there, and Sanderson came across. He just half a yard, and he's blocked it. Yeah. But the finish, the finish, and it actually coming back, it might have been McLaughlin on the chance that they had, um, where the ball's being cut back, and he's hit it at the keeper. But I think it's McLaughlin's covered the covered the left post or the right post. Sorry to his right so he's blocked that mm. space off so when the balls come back to him he can he has to he has to avoid McLaughlin so McLaughlin's covered that space for the goalkeeper really um so you know I think it was him so you know on the on the theme of credit McLaughlin I think he did well there like good instinctive defending if 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 it was intentional then he's done really well to just block that space off and make it make that easy chance a, a bit more difficult yeah i, I think thought... what what we said about oh, O'Nine just now is that he's he's shown over this season as, and and the seasons before that in a new position he will learn from mistakes that have been made you know he, he adapted he he grew into that role at right back um to the point where he turned himself into arguably one of the league's best right backs to the point where Ross Jack Ross had him in his mind as a right back um He's doing that with with centre half as well. He's, you know, admittedly he's not been put under that huge amounts of pressure during games, but now he's now he's had that kind of mistake under his belt. He he he'll be working on that, and he he seems the character that he seems the type of character that would be determined to kind of stop that from happening again in the future. You go on, Chris. You make your. I thought you wanted to make a point at the same time as Richard, and no, then just, you just, uh, just ended well, things there. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with everything on that. I, I was, um, yeah. The, the point I was going to make was slightly separate from one. I was yeah, just going to say that 
That's right. Alongside McLaughlin. Uh, I actually thought, considering maybe we weren't like at our best, on, I actually thought there was quite a few players who who stood out in a way. I thought Max Power was excellent. Um, I thought that was one of his better games for us for a while. I thought um, I thought where Winchester was deployed was was interesting. He was a bit further forward, and then mm. I, again, first half especially, I, I thought I thought he looked quite good. I thought um, I could. I know I've sat on this podcast before and said, not really sure why we've signed him, but actually, as time goes on, he's probably got a little bit more about him, Mm. um, certainly than I thought when he initially came in. I I thought when he was pressing on Saturday, um, he's got good feet. He can move the ball quickly, which is what we've we've been crying out for 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 a long time. And I thought that was positive. And I think... um, yeah, I, I thought there were a few good performances. Like I say, I, th- I thought Power was really good, um, which and I'm not a huge, huge fan of his. I, I think like uh, men- mentality wise, and I think um, kind of like like gene the team up. And as a captain, I think he's good. But sometimes I, th- I don't know that he always offers much. But actually, um, on Saturday, I thought I thought he was good. And I thought uh, we, we can't really not mention our our goal scorer. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that written down. McFadden yeah. and Burge actually is. You know, Burge again criticising him, made a couple of good saves again. Um, and like you say, McFadden, last two games he's been pretty good. He, he's hardly put a, a foot wrong defensively, um, which has been his issue aside from his use of the ball, which is generally awful. I mean, he, some of his passing is just like gobsmacking. Like, you just think, <laughs> how can you not pass a ball six yards to your right? Like, he do, gives a ball away to stupid areas, but he didn't really do that. And for the goal, he took up a really good position and it was really good play from both players because um, yeah. he got he had, he got about six yards on his man and then it was a perfect ball in. And he likes to stick his head in McFadden. I mean, you, I was just you can say that. he's like, you can say he's, you know, limited in many respects, but you can't fault his bravery and his, his effort when he plays. I mean, he gets kicked in the head. He seems to get a lot of blows to the head. Maybe that explains the... Yeah, <laughs> quite possibly, yeah. But he does, I mean... But no, I, I think that's a really fair... I actually, as soon as he, he scored the goal, and, and um, I think, that, was this mentioned on the reaction, but his, um, his lack of celebrate is kind of, oh, oh God, what do I do moment. That, that, I enjoyed that, but as I was watching, one of the first things I thought was, like, he's kind of, he stuck his head in there, and it's not like, it's he's got to like, Put a bit of effort in to get there, sort of thing. And after after last week and that, you could maybe not forgive it, but you could understand like if if he'd kind of shied away from it. So yeah, no, you, you definitely can't fault him for effort. And um, I actually, when I saw the the team sheet, I was a bit surprised because I thought Vaughan's played pretty pretty yeah, well. He did do all right, yeah. On Wednesday night, but you know what, like Johnson, he he got it right. Um, and and yeah, I think and in a way as well, it's it's promising because obviously like we've um we've relied on Wyke a lot for goals like he scored what like 22 league goals or something mental like that and now they you could you could see he had a poor game on Saturday or you could see they they kind of marked him out the game moved him out of the game and kind of more inclined to the latter but it it's like it's good that we had people who were able to step up and um and yeah I think I think, as we've said, like I think I think we need the break. I'm I'm glad we don't have a game this week. Um, 
but I, I think there was a lot, even if people were a little disappointed with the result, I, I think there was a lot of positives. Yeah. Go on, Richard, sorry. No, no, I was just agreeing. <laughs> Lots of agreement. Yeah. Um, so someone yeah, have a fight about yeah, someone, yeah, yeah, someone yeah, we'll, get we'll like something beefy about, about it. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about goalkeepers. On, on the, <laughs> the, yeah. It's, you know, looking at the, I'm trying to bring some, some of the, Basic stats up here that I could uh, potentially just uh, glance my eye over in the last few games. We do. We've seen this. We've scored a lot of headers recently, haven't we? Well, I, I, I said this in the group chat the other day. Of, and I've I've got no basis at all. But have we scored this many headed goals in a season since? I know. Since Niall Quinn, and even then, he probably didn't score that many. Um, because he scored a lot with his feet as well. I think yeah. it, it kind of so, it speaks to, especially under Johnson, I suppose, it, it speaks to kind of playing to our strengths because we've, in Wyke, obviously we know um, his, his strength is put the ball in the box and let him get on the end of it. So, Because uh, I think certainly in my expectation when Johnson signed, I was like, well, is it? Is it not more likely to be like we'll press and we'll, we'll keep the ball on the deck sort of thing? So uh, maybe, maybe I was just assuming wrong there, but um, it feels like we're kind of making the most of of what we've got. And then, you know, to yeah. be fair, we've gone and the one striker we've gone and signed under Johnson obviously is like seventeen feet tall, so um, <laughs> that should um, he, he is massive. It is ridiculous how yeah. tall he is. But um, it's only but yeah, an inch no, taller than me. Is that right? It's only six foot four. I'm, I must see you sitting down a lot. That's that's what it is. <laughs> or, or maybe just everyone looks tall to me. But um... that shouldn't be a point of reference for every, every footballer. <laughs> well, like, well, how tall you? How, are. how tall you is co- in comparison to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good yardstick, though, if you know it. If if you don't, it's just pointless. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but no, interest. no, I'm just I'm trying to work out how many headers we've scored recently. It's lots, lots of headers. Lots, that's the, I think that's the metric. Thousands. thousands. I think yeah. what Chris was just saying there about the about Johnson kind of playing to our strengths, it shows that he's got that that pragmatic approach to things. Um, and it it it's it's it seems obvious to kind of put everything through McGeady into Wyke and that's obviously bearing fruit but it hadn't really worked like that before before Johnson it hadn't worked under Parkinson and and I've got no point of comparison but I don't think it worked under Ross as well I can't remember Aidan McGeady being a supply line for Charlie Wyke I know he had his injury problems when he came to the club but that was never kind of a an obvious setup was it and now 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 it's it's being talked about as as being some kind of dream partnership, but we've had these players at the club for for so long, and it's not been that way. So, um, it it just seems like an obvious kind of thing. But Johnson's come in and gone. Well, these are your two. He can head it in. He's got great crossing ability. Let's let's play on that. It it, it just seems like a really easy thing to do, and you wonder why others haven't done it. I think he's been pragmatic across the board, isn't he? Um. Hmm. You know, and he, he, it doesn't feel like he just changes things for change's sake. Feels as though that you know, there's a genuine plan that he's got in, in every game. Like Winchester's a great, great example at the weekend. This is the first time we've seen Winchester's applied 
in that position and it is because he wanted him clearly to in terms of the press he wanted him to be on the press um and it that's why he's deployed him there it's not it's probably less about obviously we praised him for like his use of the ball and stuff like that his quick feet or whatever but i don't think that's why he was put there at the weekend it's for the first it's a, for the first contact with a ball it's not it's not for what happens after because obviously once we've got the ball back and we've got people like McGeady, Gooch, um, you know, hopefully picking that ball up and, and creating the opportunities. Um, but we did it. We did in the first half when it, when it back a few times in their final third from from them playing out. Um, but, yeah. It was interesting. Um, but at the time, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. I've thought about it a little bit since maybe. Because um, obviously he took Winchester off for... Um, for Scarlin, which I thought yeah. was was an interesting one, but uh, and I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering whether that is because he thought we were leggy as well, and he thought we needed to kind of to shore it up a little bit in that sense. Because obviously, if Winchester was there pressing on, you're going to leave yourself even more open. But uh, I thought that was I thought that was an interesting one, and I, and I wonder if it is related to that because I thought Winchester was good. Yeah, um, he was. But, but but I think like like you said, they it does feel like the manager like I mean. We, Again, we've talked about this, but we've gone from having a manager who was very reluctant yeah. to make changes to one who, I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think he like just changes it for the sake of it, but I don't think I also don't think he's scared to, if you know what I mean. I mean, like he used he used three subs again on um, on Saturday, and there's he's all if, if things aren't quite going our way, there's, there's always like an attempt to do something. I, I don't feel like he just sits and waits. Which which we've seen under a few managers really. And he had he had another two changes to make on on mm. Saturday, and he didn't make them presumably yeah. because he he didn't think that maybe a Dan Neal or or, or a Jack Diamond could have, have influenced the game any any different of the eleven that he already had out on the pitch. So so that that kind of says a lot about his his game management, so to speak, not just to hoy everyone on at the same time in the hope that something will happen. Yeah, like I mean, maybe maybe Diamond would have if we were still one nil. You know, a little bit further into the game, I think we would have seen Diamond come on. Yeah, um, yeah, because I think we we've seen well. him in games where we've been in that position, come on, and we've created a lot of chance. The majority of chances we created in the game in that last in those last stages, or but obviously at one one, and then were, they were slightly in the ascendancy after they scored. That kind of petered out a bit with ten minutes to go, and maybe it was a case of going, "Well, isn't now now we've got our foot on the ball again? Is now the time where we want to try and stretch them? Do we not just be more combative and stay in the game? And if the chance comes, take it. If not, one-one is it is a decent result on the day. And we'll we'll talk about in the second half the other results and the other teams around us and the the result the sort of effect on the season going forward that the results on Saturday have. Um, but yeah, it, so you were going to say something, Chris? Sorry, I was funny. Like what you've just said about the last ten minutes was basically what I was going to say. I was going to say like, okay, yeah, they were they were in the ascendancy like when they scored and just afterwards. But actually, it did it did like fritter out, and they they didn't really neither side really created much by the end, and it and it, it kind of just played itself out to a stalemate, um, which again wasn't massively dissimilar from um obviously the way the goals were scored was the other way around but that 
Papa John's semi-final. It was it was quite similar. We scored around seventy minutes or mm. sixty-five minutes, and and it kind of just teams cancel the teams cancel each other out. So yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think he's probably looked at it and thought this isn't this isn't a bad result. I don't know if they had a had an eye on results elsewhere, uh, but even I if they did, I'm not sure, well, I'm, I'm not sure it changes the. Um, I'm not sure it changes the situation anyway, really. I think it's it's a decent point. They're they're yeah. a good side. Um they're probably I would argue one of the better if if not the best side we've played this season, certainly up there. Um just, they, they play decent stuff. They they don't they don't really let up. Um and I think I think yeah, I I think it's very hard to complain, especially after the, the few weeks we've had. I think we we had to be we no we had to I don't think we're at our sharpest in the final third, but in terms of our general play and in terms of how we approach the game, I thought we were more than fine. You know, it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like we were like came out of that thing and oh, we're in a bit of a I don't know how we are third and like we've been absolutely panned there and you know that that was really nice to come out of that game thinking, well, and we've earned we've earned the right to draw that game because we've won seven we've won seven of the last eight. The problem where we've had we've had before is where we've won two, drawn two, won one, drawn one, lost one, won one, drawn one. Whereas we've been we've won seven out of eight, stole a point crew, and then we've you know we've we've had an opportunity there to win the game. If we had, he couldn't have complained. But you know, like the lads on the reaction said, I'd rather you know draw that one and lose. You know, to one of the the sides that aren't going to affect that top six in a way because you you know that you don't want to lose that and if you look at the points on the board now we're two points ahead of two points ahead of Lincoln with a game in hand um, and there's a gap open up between that top the top four now and, and the teams below so it looks as though it's a, at the moment it's a bit of a four horse race but it might become three if, if Lincoln's home form doesn't improve uh, but we'll talk well we'll have a break if, if that's all right, if anybody's got anything else to say. And then when we come back, we'll have a chat about the occasion of Saturday's result and the main, one of the main things from the weekend we haven't talked about, which is quite f- sort of funny, is the referee. So we'll talk oh. about him. We should talk about him. We should give him his little... He did work hard to make himself the centre of attention, so we should give his moment in the sun. Um, so we'll talk about that after the break. So I went for a lovely walk. Um, on Saturday, state can we still call it state issued exercise or beyond that now? I don't know. Who, um, who were you with? Uh, my wife. Um, that's fine. Yeah. We're not. That's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. We're not judges. I'll, I'll stamp the yeah. police down. Yeah. So we went. Um, yeah, we went uh, for a lovely walk, and I thought, was you it know in what? Bristol, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, okay. Just wasn't sure. I thought I'll. It wasn't cold it was sort of a nice sort of clement spring day and i thought i'm going to put my from the terraces jacket on first out of the uh you know i was walking down that beach and you know as you both know i am you know no oil painting but i felt like a million dollars <laughs> with my from the from the terraces jacket on um so you too if you are incredibly ugly like myself, could feel better about yourself by heading over to from the terraces.co.uk using the code WMS10 
um, to get 10% off your basket. Um, fill your boots. Um, I don't want to sell boots, um, so you have to provide a, 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 your own um, boot to fill um, with other from the terraces products. So they do just about everything else. Your jackets, your hats, your long sleeve polos, your short sleeve polos, your T-shirts, your shorts of this world. Um, so as I say, get yourself to from the terraces.co.uk, use the code WMS10 to get 10% off your basket. But one person who is not allowed um, to utilize that code is, um, what's he called? The referee, can't, can't remember, is it? Muggy little Carl hole man. Boyson. Carl Boyson. You silly little sausage. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, let's... Now, some people might say, well, we might have had crap refs in, in previous weeks, but because we've won the game, maybe we, you don't go on about them as much when you win the game. I know people were saying he was equally crap for both teams. However, there's three key decisions in that game. I mean, the, I mean, the, the Winchester sending off one is just unbelievable. The the McGeady handball one, I'm... It, it's just unbelievable. And then, the, I mean, the penalty is debatable, but on White, well, where he's like climbing Danny, all over the back of him. Danny Collins was spot on on that one, yeah. wasn't he? If it's anywhere else on the pitch, it's, it's yeah. a free kick. Yeah. So. But he just like, I think you flagged it in the group chat, Richard, like after that Winchester incident, the way he went and spoke to Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And the lads did the reaction. Yeah. As well. And it, I would have, I, I, I've, I'm impressed with with Johnson yeah. and his resilience because I know we're all emotional people. <laughs> but had someone come up to me and spoke to like spoke to me yeah. like that using hand signals and yeah. talking loudly and slowly as if I'm you know, yeah. a Spanish waiter, I yeah. wouldn't have that at all. Rafa Benitez, man, I just not not right now, not the time. Yeah, for it, yeah. <laughs> not, not um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when he was doing that, like, car, I honestly thought. <sighs> I might drive to the stadium now. <laughs> I was like, just march down the and just get it. I'm just going to get him. That's how I felt, which is bad, really, because I mean, it's a hard job, and referees it get stick, and it's difficult. But sometimes you get a referee who you think, you know what, you you bringing this on yourself. Yeah. To be fair, and like some of the stuff he was doing in the game, like. His positioning, like we had a free kick on the edge of the box from McGeady with Ledbetter sort of waiting, kind of lurking, and we scored against Burton from that set piece where he rolls it back and hits it. And it was like the referee was like blocking it, like blocking yeah. the pass to Ledbetter. Like you mentioned, Richard, he was start getting in the way of people in the game. He was he was closing spaces where we were trying yeah. to switch it. He was running in the line of the ball. It was an amazing defensive display. There was a bit where like McGeady was was just just on the edge of the area and he was uh, the referee was stood square to him and it was it was he was shielding a pass basically and I don't think McGeady was that bothered about because he's probably looking for a chance to shoot anyway um but I th- it was just that was just the tip of the iceberg yeah you know because you, you, you see a couple of decisions early on and you start to watch the referee a little bit more so maybe we've put him under more scrutiny but he's, he's brought that on and yeah they, the, the, even the stuff with the with placing the ball in the quadrant Oh, that was amazing! Oh. <laughs> you know, you, you hit. You, it's the kind of things that it really doesn't matter. Well, and especially it, it, when it's, you're gaining a couple of inches here and there. Yeah, um, especially when by the time he'd finished talking to people in the box after that, just move it back. McGee had just moved it back to where it had been in the first place. Yeah, I remember like Seb Larson would always 
nudge the ball outside the quadrant and the, the away fans or the, the you know the, the 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 opposition fans would always be like sobbing over it and like yelling <laughs> yeah. for like it's some kind of major injustice you've just moved it an inch it's no big deal why the referee would spend you know 30 seconds walking over then 30 seconds walking back holding the play up for the ball to be returned to where it was in the first place and that that's in your first five minutes yeah like, you just yeah. know straight away you've got one here i think the um the remarkable thing about that is it because of the camera angle, when the referee turned his back and walked away, yeah. <laughs> he just was like McGeady's face. He just like rolled it back. But there was a Lincoln player stood and watching. He didn't. He didn't even go like because if he wanted to be narky, he could have. He could have like gone ref ref. He shifted the ball again. Mm-hmm. But he, he they were obviously sick of him as well already. I mean, he, he gave it. He like gave a throw into Lincoln down that side, and like McGeady was just the one like was apoplectic like having a go at him. But that. That hand, I mean, that handball, and McGeady's clean through on goal. Yeah. yeah, that one was like, that was one of them, uh, you know, like, I, I think it's because you're like watching watch it by yourself in the front room and that, and I, I, I kind of couldn't really comprehend what had happened. I, feel, I thought like somebody was like, been offside or, or something yeah, like that, and yeah. it was just... It was a foul uh, from the flick on or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or that, well, because I think they actually, they showed, did they... I feel like uh, like when Frank, Frankie and Danny were like equally confused, and they showed like a replay to see if White had like committed a mm. foul. I know they um, went, went back later, and I think Danny said it was a handball. Um, but how the referee could have seen it, I still don't think it was a handball. But well, it seemed like it was almost done by. It was I know I'm yeah. now doing the gesture while we're on an audio meeting. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like <laughs> it seemed like his arm was like he's running away from the, the referee. I felt he's just away from him. He's, he can't. He can't see that. He can't he, be sure. There was no linesman flagging because he was the opposite side of the pitch anyway. So it's a it's a bottler's decision. Yeah, where yeah, he's because... gone like, oh, oh, he's through on goal. If he scores here and something is wrong, then I bet I'm, I'm going to get battered. So he's just panicked and blew his whistle and gone, oh yeah, yeah it's infringement. It, so pull it back. Like it was almost as if, like, because like obviously their like defensive shape in that moment was was terrible because like McGeady really shouldn't be able to just run on through through like a huge gap like that. It was almost as if you looked at that and thought, oh well that that can't be right. Somebody must have done something wrong in order for that to like to be for that to mm-hmm. be happening. But I think obviously there's been like conspiracy theories like he's from Hull, so he must be and I, I think that's a bit bit much. I think he was just very, very bad on the day. Well you know any... I'd let's just subscribe to the conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, let's just. I enjoyed that. That was a thing. Like, um, there's an interview going around on the uh, on on Twitter, like that had been screenshotted about how he said he used to play it, like uh, he used to play for this at this level and that level. It was just funny because on the reaction, like the lads were like going, "There's clearly somebody who's like never played the game <laughs> in his life." <laughs> and, I was, like, on, and, I'd, and I'd seen this thing where it was just like it was just like a list of like clubs he played for and that in this interview. Um, but yeah, basically that you know he's he's dodgy. So you know, ban if you if you you know have any discount codes um, available to you, do not share them with Carl Boyson. He is banned. <laughs> he's yeah. banned from everything. He can't even if he goes to DFS. He's you know he can't even get anything there. Uh, Domino's Pizza, all the deals, no access. In my opinion, all all things banned for him. I know you segued straight into talking about Carl Boyson, but I, I really liked 
the the marketing slogan that you've just coined for, for from the terraces there. What's that? <laughs> you may not be an oil painting, but you'll look like a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a million dollars. Feel like a million dollars. Yeah. We'll put the stick, I'll get Chris to put that on the website because yeah. it's a quite a strong message. You can put Agree. it like over the over the modeling pictures that that he's got on there. Oh, well, like, you know, he's quite a handsome chap, isn't he? Well, he is, but he looks like he's forgotten his keys or he's like left the gas on or something. He's like, <laughs> Maybe he has. <laughs> so, Maybe oh. he's very forgetful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we'll just finish up. There's no, it's like weird. There's no game like midweek, which is weird. Which, is, but it's nice because it means you know we can get hopefully get some days where we can get players back without sort of trying to, you know, think what how many games are going to tick by before some key va- players are available like people like Jones and Hume and Wright. Um, so hopefully, you know. We've got one game between now and Easter, uh, Good Friday. So, you know, maybe we'll have one or two or three of them back in the squad by then, which would be great. Um, but I think the lads touched on the reaction as well. And they're correct. I think coming out of that game, it didn't feel like a missed opportunity because of the other results. And if you were those teams, you'd be far more disappointed in dropping points the way they did um, compared to how to how we did. Um, certainly a missed opportunity for for them to pull away from us. I mean, Peterborough to be 2-0 up and need a, a penalty at the end to, to equalise. I mean, the annoying thing is that if we had won the game, we'd have been second and Peterborough played tomorrow night on Tuesday. So they've got a chance to, you know, Get some points. Yeah, we'll have a game in hand, but they've got a chance to put some distance. But again, if they if they drop any points now, Peterborough drop points to play in, um, Blackpool on Tuesday night. That'll be a tough game. Blackpool, yeah, I uh, think they've got the second the second best defensive record in the league behind ourselves. Um, I think as well. I think like obviously, I think we all get a bit like kind of haunted by how like in the first season down here we had loads <laughs> of games in hand and we didn't. Um, it didn't really count for anything because we, we we didn't we didn't make the most of them, and I I think that's I think that's probably what worries people. They they look and go, well, okay, we've got these games in hand, but we've seen before that it doesn't count for anything unless you actually go and win them. But I think like a big difference is like we've got to go play the teams that we're chasing, so it like it it could not be like more in our hands. Mm. So speak like obviously even if we didn't have to play them. We've got the games in hand to get into the top two, but we've, we've got to play Holden, we've got to play Peterborough. And like, we're not, if we, if we're to not go up this season, it's not going to be because of, of Saturday's result. It's going to be, it's going to be because of bad results earlier in the season, realistically. But as we stand at the moment, we've, we've got plenty of opportunities to go and do it. And I think, as well, like I know people say, oh, we need minimum this amount of points. Like people say, like oh, we need like ninety-two points, two points a game. I don't think we do. Not this season. Like this I'm season. saying, eighty-seven, seven wins and yeah. two draws. I think it gives I you think- a chance. If if Hull go two points a game at the end of the season, I think that gives them eighty-eight. I could yeah. be wrong, but they've got nine, two eight two nines eighteen. So how many points have they got? Sixty-nine. Yes. So, yeah, that, that so they get 80, 87. 87. So if they go two points per game to the end of the season, they'll get 87 points. 
So if, if we, yeah, if we were to go two points again for me, we get eighty six. Eighty six. So it's it's there if you if you keep that form up. I think you know, avoid defeat at Peterborough and and uh, and Hull and and win those other games. With, but yeah, see, I think seven wins, two draws, avoid yeah. defeat at Hull and Peterborough, and we'll we'll think, go automatically. I think the like the talent thing is, like, we have said it before, but like the the leagues the leagues are a lot worse than it was when we first came down. Like, Absolutely. Um, maybe not from a competitive point of view, but from a like your strength at the top of it, it it, it is it is worth. It. I I don't have it for this stage now, but after the Ackerman game, I think we were we were five points worse off than at the same stage the first season we came down. Five points better off than than last season, which was obviously our worst season down here. And I think, um, yeah, I, I agree with what you just said there, Gareth. I think the, the amount of points we're going to need to go up this season isn't as high as what it was in that first season. And I think, as we've seen, like team, teams keep getting to the top and they keep like kind of tumbling away. And it, it's obviously this isn't really rooted in anything, but you could argue like it might be better for us if we, if we do time it really late. Like if you remember under... Under Keane, we didn't. Did we sit at the top of the table until the last day of the season? I, I, um, I can't. I, I don't think we were I top. Either. I think we got. I think we we well, obviously we stole a championship on the last day because Bir- I think it was Birmingham dropped some points. I think it was at Preston, and then uh, we stole in because we hammered Luton, didn't we? Um, yeah, but we were always we were always chasing it, and I know, yeah. like like I was saying before, like that that was a problem two years ago, but. It might be the case that actually, um, maybe this season it's easier. I mean, like it's it's a very strange season. There's nobody in the grounds. There's like a game every three days because because the season's been shortened and stuff. So nothing is especially normal. And that maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe everybody will tumble away and eventually we'll we'll get there in the end. Well, it would be. I think I feel like it would be fitting that if on it comes to Easter Monday when we play Peterborough. We have the chance because it's in our hands, like you say, Chris, and it's three games away. We've got Bristol Rovers, Ox on the Good Friday, and Peterborough on the Easter Monday. If it was, you know, we got into that top two on Easter Monday and it was like the resurrection. <laughs> and we stayed there for the rest, you know, from rising from the death of League One, um, filled with chocolate and lamb. Is lamb an Easter stable? Is it? What? Right. Well, I'm betraying <clears throat> my lack of religious knowledge here. It's, well, it's not, it's not. I'm not religious. I'm well. I, I, when it comes to meat, I do. I do like meat. Um, I'm big. I am a meat fan. But um, yeah, lamb, like, isn't that like a commonly known thing that lamb is the Easter meat? Is it? I don't, I don't know if it's like that. the official. Meat partner. <laughs> whoa, whoa, right. Hold on a second. There's but, something. There's something afoot here because lamb is definitely the meat of Easter. Fish on Good Friday. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Used no, to. but it is fish and chips on Good Friday. That's the thing. And then meat. Yeah, that, I, I know the fish on and the chips Sunday. Thing. It's lamb. Oh, is Gareth, you, you bang on. Yeah, so I'm the, just. Just googled yeah. official meat of Easter and top search lamb. It is lamb. Yeah. Spring lamb. 
spring yeah, lamb, and also they painted uh, the blood on the door, lamb's blood on the doors of um, people um, exactly. uh, during the old, uh, what do you call this, the old, in the Bible. The old Bible. Not the living old in the Bible. year 100 AD. I wasn't sure of all this. Yeah, stuff. well, I I don't live in the year. Uh, well, you live in concert, Chris. So, <laughs> um, but I, I don't live in that. I live in Horton, so I'm sort of 150 AD. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the it is what well, it, it's the uh, the painted. Um, it was to keep the the angel of death away is that the well lamb is a representation of jesus sacrificing himself and dying yeah. on the cross yeah. jesus being the lamb of god of course sacrificial lamb of course yeah which is mentioned this in is, the old testament took a turn. there we go so there you go i was just about to make a point about ppg but but no lamb is a lot more lamb lamb is you know but fair play easter brought to you by lamb Lamb is a great meat, though. Yeah, it is. Really it's good. it's one of the. I would say it's top two for me. The best. The really best. expensive. Gareth, have you had the lamb at Healy Barn? Yes. The best, best lamb I've ever tasted. So that's niche, people. Uh, you'll not be having any lamb at Healy Barn anytime soon. Well, exactly. <laughs> so... right. That's too soon. But, um... Well, it can't be too soon this <laughs> not, week. Not well, it's soon. been cancelled nine times, Chris. <laughs> no, no, we're up to six, and she still hasn't got the point yet. So, eventually, <laughs> yeah. Chris actually ate the bat. That's that started it. He was like, "What am I going to do together?" He 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 ate the pangolin. Um, that started this whole thing. That's obviously the official meat of Easter. Uh, the pangolin. Um, yeah. <laughs> what for this year and last? <laughs> yeah, for last year. <laughs> But yeah, you can have that debate <laughs> on Twitter if you want. So the the Easter meats, lamb, pangolin, or bat, they're the the three I'm not, choices. By the way, I'm, I'm not saying that lamb isn't. I just wasn't. Well, it, well, or, or yeah, I'm just, yeah, but you, it is because as Richard's yeah, just proven there. I can't believe Richard didn't know that lamb was the well, official meat of Easter. But there you for go. Us, it's always like another opportunity to have turkey, which is. Like you don't need another. Like uh, we've discussed this on the pod before Christmas. Yeah. Lamb, sorry, turkey is just there's just a bad who, meat. No, who's whoever's idea that was for Christmas is just really at the bottom of my list. He's also he can't use the MLS WMS ten code either. Yeah. <laughs> he Cold or racing. she, the turkey marketing yeah. board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ball band, pa- pangolin, pang. Yeah, they've well they're banned. I mean, yeah. certainly after what they did. Um. Yeah, so well, that was a nice bit of stupidity to end it with. Um, so <laughs> the lads on will be back on Thursday um, to preview the Bristol Rovers game. No doubt Joey Barton will have said something wild and inflammatory um, in the next that, three days. That that, that means that we'll have to, off. yeah, that everyone will report. Yeah. You'll never believe what Joey Barton's just yeah. said. Um, and it'll just be the same what he says every time. Little old Bristol Rovers. Red, 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 little yeah. eyes emoji next oh, yeah, that'll be next to it. Out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This former Newcastle midfielder has a lot to say as yes. manager of Bristol Rovers, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It'll just be the same old turgid crap, um, which is the reason why he's ended up at Bristol Rovers. Um, but the lads will be um, back to preview that game. Um and yeah, 
Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy your lambs tonight. <laughs> <laughs>